another great edition of Bring It In The House podcast show, where we spotlight musicians, entertainers, artists, and leaders. Get your meal. I'm your host, Billy Mills, and we have a great, a wonderful film producer in the house tonight. She's extremely talented. Let's give it up for Selena Stewart. Hey, thank you. Hello. Yeah, girl, you look amazing. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. We got people trying to uh, participate already. Uh, Aiden Marshall Court. Oh, Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ja'Kayla. You, you recognize Ja'Kayla? Uh, Kaylin? Kayleen? No? What about I... Tom Baton? Banton? They're trying to, they want to participate tonight. But anyway, without further ado, let's get going. You know, this is our last week, uh, you know, full week in the month of February in which we're celebrating Black History Month. So, you know, uh, we're going to be giving away uh, da, 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 something, uh, something really nice here. Um, this is called Black and Legendary, and it's available at Target stores. Yeah, Target has a, a section there. Um, with a lot of, uh, you know, I guess you could say, not swag, but merchandise in honor of Black History Month. So, um, like I said, big ups to uh, Target. Yeah, they're doing their thing. So, but the lovely and talented Selena Stewart, it is so good to have you here. Let everybody know where you're from, where you're repping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm originally from Florida, uh, Central Florida, to be exact. And, um, but I've been in New York for over 15 years. And I just moved to the DMV, Washington, D.C. area um, within the last couple of years. So I'm, it's different, but I like it so far. You like it, huh? So it's, it's a, like, a, what's different between that? I guess that's the East Coast, right? Yes, all East Coast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have no interest in moving to the West Coast, ironically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's amazing. I'm, I'm glad that you, you know, you're loving it and you're doing your thing. What, what, what high school and college did you attend? Uh, I graduated from University of Florida. I also went to New York University and did their certificate program in filmmaking. Um, and uh, yeah, it was. Um, it was nice being there. I, although I told my parents I really wanted to move to New York back when I graduated from high school. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, I ended up getting a scholarship at University of Florida and that's where I went to school. Smart young lady, smart. Yes. Well, you've worked in the entertainment industry now for over a decade. And so that speaks volumes. Woohoo! Congratulations on all your Thank accomplishments. You. Yeah, you know, so many creatives, um, you know, they start out on that career path in the entertainment field, but, you know, they don't last very long. So how does it feel for you to be able to say, hey, I've been in the business now over a decade and you're still so young? Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I Even though I've been in for a decade, it really doesn't, like, compared to a lot of people, a lot of people have been in the industry for decades. And... Um, I wish I had started a lot sooner because when I went to college, um, my major and I graduated uh, was computer engineering. And my father 
I wanted to do television and film when I graduated from high school and college. And my father was like, nope, you're not going to make any money in television film. You need to pick a career that you can make some money in. So I liked computers. So I chose computer engineering, worked in it for a couple years, and I didn't really care for it. But when I transitioned to the television and film industry, I love it. It's like really up my alley. I feel like I have a lot more to learn in this industry. Um, I, I'm, I'm an open book. Uh, there's there's so much, so much technology, not just the technology, how formats, how they're filming people. Like it's shifting because people interest is shifting. Back in the day, we didn't have social media when I was yeah. young. <laughs> now we have social media. So you have to, and then people's attention span is very short. So you, sure. you have to intertwine that. So it's it's always a learning process. And I still feel like a baby in the industry. Yeah. You, you still, you do, you still feel that way though? Like, hey, I got so much to learn still. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always learning, trying to get up and um, up on things and reading trade magazines, just just being up on what is new or what are, what are they transitioning out of the industry and what are they moving in the industry? Yes, because you want to remain competitive. That's so important. That's good. To, to, yeah. So I was reading your resume. You've worked on so many major networks, including BET, MTV, True TV, TV One, ITV. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing! So do you feel pretty solid in your career now, with all that experience behind you. You feel pretty solid now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of different roles that I played in um, all those different networks. I am, you know, being in New York, all of their headquarters is right there. So it's very easy to get gig. Well, right now it's not easy, but um, it, it was pretty easy back then to get um, gigs and you had to know somebody. But um, so I feel good. And it just like how they go about things is great to learn since it was that towards the beginning of my career. And now like I'm going more of an independent documentary route. So, but it was good to learn and meet people and understand how they do major productions and work on things that you see on TV. And then like I was working this one show on MTV and it was for, um, it was like a Jersey Shore, but it was for um, Staten Island. And that didn't get greenlit. Like they did all that filming and it never went to air which is crazy so you learn how like yeah you can get your hopes up you could be a star in this or you it could go somewhere or it could flop so they didn't um they never aired it um but it was just interesting being a part of that process and seeing how they do it yeah yeah getting that experience yeah i know that was pretty interesting yeah yeah and, and i've been told that you know sometimes um it was someone I just read recently. It was something about, um, maybe I shouldn't even mention it, but it was some film that Halle Berry is working on and they decided not to go forward with it. So um, I don't know, you know, after they had already started production. So I, I'm, not really, I'm familiar it, with that. Yeah, so. That happens a lot in the industry, unfortunately. So, you know, I forgot this famous actress, who got, uh, they wanted her to be on this major film. They gave her this big lucrative deal. And then 
So she went to celebrate and went to this, uh, I think she went to, uh, eat, I forgot where she went um, on vacation. And then she came back and found out like, oh, we don't want you in the film anymore. So it's just, sometimes it can be cold hearted like that. And the industry is just, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like a gamble, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I see. But uh, you're very strong in the industry and, and you've worked with heavy hitters, you know, uh, when it comes to directors such as the HBO uh, directory, uh, I mean, documentary director, a lot of D's there. <laughs> uh, Brent Owens, you worked with him. So talk to us about that. What was that experience like for you? That was also learning a great uh, experience. I felt like I was still kind of green. I did not work on, with him on the... Um, he did a lot of um, documentaries on prostitution and the Bronx. Um, I'm not going to say the names because it's like kind of provocative, but you know, he's known for those. But at the time I was working for him, um, we had started uh, production, pre-production and production on this film. And it was about this um, lady in another country. I think she was in Mexico. She did not have arms. She did not have legs. So she painted with her mouth. So she had a toothbrush. I mean, not toothbrush. Um, paintbrush in her paintbrush. mouth. And, yeah, paintbrush. And that's how she painted her um, portraits. And if you see, the, these are like, oh, so beautiful. Even if someone had painted by the hand, when you see her artwork, it was like, and how independent she was. So he was doing a documentary on her um, at the time that I was uh, working with him, which was really just motivating and such an inspiration to see. I know. I can imagine because, you know, with that kind of seemed like would be a setback, but she took it and, and made it into something positive. She still continued to go forward with her, her gifts and talents. So that's very motivating. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's, um, and she's living on her own now. She was living with her, mother who took care of her but you know imagine living like we'll you know complain i'll complain with you not having one leg so no limbs at all and just being able to get through life it's just that was just such an inspiring story to me um yes yes i agree and now back to your producing i i'm just because I wanted to do that at one time, <laughs> so that's why I have real. I love hearing, you know, hearing your about your work. So you are one of the producers for the film that's that's uh, going to be released real soon here. Trafficked survival stories, right? That was well. It was actually released. Was it last November? Yeah, November of last year. Yes, yeah, so it was last just released. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Um. You, you, you know what? It was so funny because he, um, the director, uh, Michael Pickney, he wanted to do a series at first, then he changed his mind and he was like, you know, let's do a documentary. And then, so he had like this trailer he kind of put together. It wasn't complete. And mm -hmm. I had shared it with my uh, cousin in Georgia and my younger cousin. I'm also her, um, her, her mentor as well. And mm -hmm. Uh, just from watching that little bit, she realized that she was potentially being recruited by this lady in the grocery store for sex trafficking. And 
it, it blew me away when we start unpacking all the steps this lady took, which to me was, uh, it was very scary, but very enlightening to know that, you know, like the taxes they use, because she's a younger, a lot younger woman, and um, that's the target. She's on a frame. She'll, you know, probably make a candidate. Um, you know, it, it was just that like blew my mind. So that's why, like, I really am getting the word out for the documentary. It's very powerful. That was just a trailer that impacted her life. So imagine watching the actual documentary and yes. learning from these women who were trafficked. Okay, let's take a look at that trailer, everybody. This is great. Human trafficking can look completely different when you look across the globe. Even in America, there's been more than 25 types of human trafficking that have been identified. I was introduced to him through a mutual friend. Who is this? It's the girl I was telling him about. You ain't telling me she was that fine. I need you to make this money for us, all right? I've heard stories about you. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you don't. She tried to make an escape and like went to go run and they shot her in our living room. I called one of the girls and I just said, hey, please don't hang up on me. I just need a place to stay for tonight and then I'll be out of your hair. I'll make, I'll make some money and then I'll be gone. And she was like, okay, send me a picture with two fingers. Send me a picture of you touching your nose. You know we got the power, right? That cute thing in between your legs? It's the great equalizer. I live in a world where until I was 36 years old, I was nothing more than currency. The only two avenues for my life at this point is being a prostitute or being dead because I'm gonna kill her and then I'm gonna kill myself. Choked her into the couch. You ain't going nowhere till I say you are. Hurting me. And if you keep it up, it's gonna get worse. Wanna go home? Where's home, baby? The relationship between victims and law enforcement is horrible. It's like Tom and Jerry. I mean, it, it we're, we're enemies. I'm gonna need you to work on yourself because we gotta get back to this money. So the women that are being trafficked by the same man are actually called wife-in-laws, is what we call them, or wifeies. And so that means that you have the same pimp or same trafficker. <laughs> and I mean, we can catch it on Tubi TV, right? Yeah, so you can go to Tubi TV and just you could just do a search for uh, trafficked survivor stories and it will come up. You'll see um, if you looked at the flyer for the show, you'll see the image and uh, you can watch it there. Okay.
Yeah, because you had shared that with me as well. So how how long did it take to put that together? It's um well it was a process because it started as um it was several years, but typically like he wanted to do a television series at first and then that didn't fall through at that moment. So he decided to use those pieces and make a documentary and then so I would say less than two years for the process. That's not too bad. Yeah. We like to take a moment to recognize everybody tuning in. Thank you so much, Omar. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, uh, Ulysses, Ulysses. Thank you so much. Hey, Robert, everybody tuning in, watching. Thank you so much. This is, this is great. This is really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have the lovely and talented uh, film producer, Selena Stewart. In the house. <laughs> uh, she's sharing with us, you know, information about the, the film that she's worked on and, and had experience with. Um, yeah, you guys recently well, you were recipients of an excellence award. You want to tell us about that? You got you picked it up at the LGBTQ Unbordered uh, International Film Festival? Yes, yeah, so the other film that I was executive producer on was, uh, it's called Serve With Pride. Mm -hmm. And it's right now at the film festival circuit, so you won't find that online. But you know, you have the trailer. And um, that was the first award uh, we won is the Excellence Award the LGBT um, Q, um, on Border Film Festival. So we're really happy about that. These veterans, you know, they they served during the Don't Ask, Don't Tell era, and um, they had to keep the fact of their sexual orientation to themselves. Mm. But yet, still made some major accomplishments. And so we're highlighting that in the documentary it's really good and definitely when it comes out, definitely check it out. Um, yeah, it's a good film as well. Okay, okay. And and how will they be able to, to catch it? Is that on Tubi, Netflix, Netflix? Um, it will likely, um, well, since the film festival circuit, we're gonna look for a distribution deal. Mm -hmm. But if that doesn't go through, it will probably be on Tubi. Um, We'll just have to see because it's still it's going to be in the film festival circuit for about six seven months, but the trailer is available now. Yes, and that's served with pride, right? Well, you, you managed to get a clip, so let's see if we'll we can pull that up right quick. According to the military, in 1977, then no no homosexuals existed. <laughs> it's quite the opposite. For the first 25 years of my career, my sexual orientation, it was who I was. I had to keep that part of my career. My sexual orientation, it was who I was. I had to keep that part of my life secret. For most of my military career, I was inside of this box in which I couldn't come out. I was always afraid of being outed. I just never knew who to really trust. There was no don't ask, don't tell. You served it, you suffered it. It was don't talk about it or you can be dishonorably discharged. I was treated differently uh, due to my sexual orientation, but it didn't deter me from what I needed to get done either. Why did I continue to serve? 
in an organization that didn't want me. And I have it the same reason I did that that a lot of people have, it's because it's a privilege to serve your country. The skills and the intelligence and the intellect and the ideas that gay, trans, bisexual, you know, lesbian individuals bring to the table are important, and they, they move the national security ball forward. On September 20th, I was in Afghanistan. It was like the weight of the world had been lifted off of my shoulders because everything today changed for me, but nothing really changed for the Army because we were there already. This is my first time telling my story, and how does it feel? It feels healing. Diversity makes us stronger, but the work isn't done yet. I have no problem being the only piece of pepper in the sea of salt because somebody needs a little spice. How do you how you feel about that? How you feel about your work when you see it from this end? Do you get a little melancholy? Just a little? Just I feel really good because I'm supporting people and getting their voice heard. These people, you know, doesn't matter what their sexual orientation is, and it just it's just unfortunate they had to they had to serve during times such as that, and they had to keep it a secret, or they can get discharged, dishonorable discharge. <laughs> It's really messed up, and but yet they still triumph. They still made so many amazing accomplishments, and so we're telling their story in this uh, documentary. And just you know, when we we're filming, and I'm like watching the interviews, listening, I'm just like, you know, I had ordered food, and I was like, man, I don't even want to eat. Like, I just want to listen to this interview. Like, it's so good, and. It's just so inspiring as well. And I just I just love hearing each and every one's story on the film. That's so beautiful. And speaking of hearing some, you know, everyone's voice, you know, having that opportunity to be heard, you started an organization, uh, Steward Creatives. And of course, um, that's pretty much what your mission is about, um, providing that that platform, that opportunity for voices to be heard. Please elaborate a little bit and tell us about the organization. Yeah, so my production company is called Stuart Creative um, and the website is stuartcreativellc.com, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, creativellc.com. And um, my thing is when I grew up, you know, I was grew, I grew up in the era where, where children are seen but not heard. So like my entire life, not until my adulthood, like did I learn to have a voice. Like people would um, be like, Selena, hey, we want you to work on this one. What's your right? And I couldn't articulate it. Like it was, it's crazy because I should be able to say something, but I was like, um, nothing. Like, so I had to first understand my value, understand that my voice, just like everyone else needs to be heard. And your voice is very is very important. So that is the mission and vision for my production company is to do documentaries where we allow and we're avenue for people to get their voice heard. Cause every, I feel like 
sometimes I just like to sit and just listen to people and hear their story because people have such everybody had grew up differently. Everybody has has an important and beautiful story to share that you know nothing about. So I could just sit for hours and just listen to somebody talk. And so um, and that was the birth of the documentary because my struggle, you know, none to my adulthood, finally having a voice and making sure that other people get their story heard as well. Mm -hmm. And that is so important. That's outstanding. I love your mission. And would you say that being shy can sometimes be a hindrance to an individual's ability to really reach their potential, you know, their true potential in life? Would you agree? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like ridiculously shy. And then in the industry, you know, I'm used to being behind the camera, not in front of the camera. So, you know, that shyness too, but I had to push past and be like, you know what, you know, you had to toughen up buttercup, like you had to get in front of the camera because I I have to reach people. I have to get out there. So I'll, I know when to switch it off and be like, okay, networking events, I am a social butterfly. I'll walk up to people. And, but deep down inside, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so shy. Um, so yeah, I, I know when to turn off and um, I really love to support people and finding their voice and hearing their voice. Yeah, and I, I can see that. Yeah, because we talked a good while last night. Hearing your story too, you know. Yeah, so, yeah and <laughs> off, when we get off the the line, I want to maybe talk to you about because I want to do a documentary. So, really, yes. okay, this news me. I didn't know that. Okay, okay, yes. okay, yes. okay. I either want to do a documentary or turn my book into some kind of film, a movie, the book that I published some years ago. So, yeah, we'll have to talk off camera. But, yeah. Yes, I would love to. Love to. So what do you feel was the turning point, Selena, for you, you know, to help bring you out of your shell into your career path where you were able to flourish? What was the turning point for me? Yes. I, you know, it's so funny because I, I did, I'm also a life coach as well. So I did a life coaching program and a part of that program, it's like, it's so easy to Google or look up advice and give it to people, but we had to experience it. We had to be our own example. We had to go through it. And the program is with, uh, um, I, I trained with Ayala Von Zahn and she made you go through it. And so, um, so when I speak, I speak from experience. I don't just Google and hear, you know, top get here's the information for you. I know firsthand, and that was the point of the program. So I had to face my demons, and you know, I had to face the fact of of that was uh, I didn't even know it until I went through the program that that was an issue of you know, not being able to have a voice or not speaking my voice. And then I learned to um, to speak up for myself a lot. A lot of things happened in my life that supported me and opening up, like, you better speak. <laughs> like, you better speak out, you better talk. So I like, I, I was pushed to the forefront with that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, all of that really supported me. 
Well, that that's good, and I'm glad to see you overcome it because sometimes a lot of us we we never quite overcome it. You know, we we we'll battle with it. You know, but as long as we, you know, and I feel like as long as you go to God about it, you know, and He'll help you. He'll help you in those areas where we fall short. Everybody, this is the lovely Selena Stewart. I mean, you've worked with so many people. Okay, the first time on the set, and I know we didn't go over this, but I'm, I'm just curious. When you were um, working on the set, it's more like, you know, trafficking, because you were saying that you wanted to elaborate on that film a little bit more. So kind of tell us, you know, what your role is how as a producer, because some of us don't understand the difference between a producer and a director. I know the director called the shots, right? Pretty much. Right, right, right. And it's so funny. Um, and that's what I learned like at MIU that producer has actually more lever leverage than the director, director, you know, with the fan, um, with the cameras, with the direction of the film and the producer. Um, there's so many, like from budget to um, writing to so many roles. It just depends on the project um, that is played. So I have, I haven't always been producer. I've had many different roles in the film and television industry. I've worked in television as well. Um, and, you know, the two mediums are different and um, yeah. like what a producer does for television versus for film or even independent film is slightly uh, different, but similar. Um, so I don't know, but I'm able to use my background and different, and if it's something I don't know, cause you know, when I, I was sick of having like the lower positions, like I, you know, mm -hmm. and I was, but I was afraid to be a producer. Cause I was like, I don't know everything. I don't know everything, but you just have to jump. You just have to tap in faith and just yeah. do it and learn as you go. So no, that's why I say, I don't know everything. I like, I'm still learning like stuff and um, whatever I don't know. I'm trust me, I am getting better and better every day at what I don't know. So it's the process, you know. Amen. amen. Yeah, time is just about up. So any last words uh, of encouragement before we wrap it up? Um, just be and do what represents you. Um, when I started out in the industry anything that was film television, I was like, I want to be on it. And then not until I did like a motivational, like speaking to these high school people, they're just like, oh, you work on that. Like, I was like, okay, I need to be more mindful of the projects that I work on. So work, don't make it just about money. Work on what represents you as well that you're passionate about and keep going forward. Whether you know everything or not, it's not about knowing everything because you you have the capacity to learn what you need to learn and, and keep going, keep going with That's it. Right. That's right. I, I saw a sign somewhere that said, leap and the net will appear. And I, I never I like that. that. I love it, yeah, because you just got to take that leap and you just got to have the faith that you're going you're gonna to get, you know, God's going to catch you. You're going to land yeah. somewhere. It's scary, but yeah, trust me. When I left corporate, because I was in corporate, cushy corporate job, mm -hmm. I took that leap to go to television and film, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then you're brave. You're very brave. <laughs> We're proud of you. Congratulations again. This Thank is the lovely so Selena Stewart. You're very welcome. And guys, call us on uh, 469 284 9922.
And I'm going to take the third person to get the, get through the lines, get this history cup um, for Black History Month. It's called Black and Legendary, and I picked it up from Target. So we got a couple of these. So just call that line, call that number, 469-284-9922. We've had a great time. Anything else, Selena, before we go? Uh, no, I don't want to like hold people long. I really appreciate everyone who came and I really appreciate being on the show. So thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm very humbled and appreciative. Uh, you're very welcome. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to bring it in the house.